0: as reformed churches, we confess this about the sacraments. In Article 33 of the Belgic Confession, we believe that our gracious God, on account of our weakness and infirmities, has ordained the sacraments for us, thereby to seal to us his promises and to be pledges of the goodwill and grace of God toward us also to nourish and strengthen our faith. We notice from the Mount of Confessions teaching on the basis of scripture that the Lord has instituted the sacraments because he knows his sheep. He has instituted the sacraments because he knows his people, he knows their weaknesses and infirmities, and in his compassion and shepherding care, he desires to help us with respect to our weakness to help us understand, to help us believe, and to help us grow in faith in him. And therefore, the sacraments are given as such helps. They are helps in regard to the weakness of our mind and memory, and so they are memorials there are memorials, in this case, especially with regard to the Lord's Supper, when the Lord says, do this in remembrance of me. He instituted the sacrament because he knows that we are slow of mind and heart to remember and believe all that the Lord has So, we hope that we will assist. this. This work Today we will have to do our best to try to focus on the word, not the circumstances that are hindering us a bit. So what I wanted to point out was the loving compassion of the Lord that he wants to meet our infirmities, that he wants to help us. To understand, to believe, and to grow in faith. And with respect to that helping desire on the part of the Lord, as we understand it, he desired to be with his disciples. We read that in the context with great desire. He desired to eat this Passover with them. And it was not only with respect to the history. That this was a very significant point in which he was going to fulfill everything that the Old Testament Passover had, uh, had pointed to. But also that he wanted to help these disciples that were at the table. Because they were going to go through a very difficult trial with respect to their faith personally when Jesus was hung on the cross. He wanted to help them understand what was about to happen in the history of redemption, in the history of his ministry. Because it would be a circumstance that could tempt them very much to stumble. And so he desired to help them with the institution of the Lord's Supper. Now, at this particular time, I don't want to focus so much on the formal institution aspects of this passage. But what I want to focus on with you to help you and myself in the same way is to use the institution ceremony of the Lord's Supper as a way to reinforce the central gospel message of the coming and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And so the theme that we have in front of us is Jesus' gospel of the Lord's Supper. The message he wants to bring home with clarity to our mind and that he wants to seal upon our conscience the message that he wants to reinforce in our belief and faith. And so the theme then, Jesus' gospel of the Lord's Supper, showing the events of the Gospel, sealing the promises of the Gospel, and strengthening our faith in the Gospel. Jesus first of all is showing the events. And now, children, maybe you have gone to school for a time that is called Show and tell. And it's one thing to tell your classmates that, for instance, you and your daddy made a birdhouse. It's another thing to bring the birdhouse to school and then you show and tell. That really helps people understand what happened as you made the birdhouse and why you made it, why you had a certain size hole in it and things like that. So... Jesus is helping us when he is giving us the Lord's Supper because he's not only telling, that's what you always hear in church, that Jesus is telling you something, but he's also going to show you what he is telling And so that's what we want to listen for. We want to pay attention because the Lord's Supper is in a sense as far as what Jesus is showing, it's also for the children, for the young people so that you are helped to learn and believe what Jesus is telling us. Baptism Shows and tells. The Lord's Supper also shows and tells. God gives us through the sacraments visual aids in order that we might believe what He declares to us in the gospel. Well, we notice that in 1 Corinthians 11, when the Apostle Paul rehearses the ceremony of the Lord's Supper, that he says to to the Corinthians, As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death till he come. So we are participating in this showing of the gospel. By participating, we are together with the whole congregation and the pastor was preaching. We are showing forth the death of the Lord Jesus Christ and what it means. So the Lord intended as a good shepherd who knows his sheep that there be this showing forth of the message. And it is a showing in order to remember. I believe it's written even on the front of the table, do this in remembrance of me. We are such forgetful people, aren't we? Children, you also sometimes have to admit to your mom and dad, I forgot what you said. We need to pay attention, especially to the Lord. Well, you know, grown-ups have to admit, too, that sometimes they forget. And you know the worst thing is that if we go through the week and we forget about Jesus, he says, do this to remember me by it. He wants to help us remember. So there is a showing, there is a sealing, there is a strengthening. Well, first of all, Jesus shows the gospel. He took the bread. Bread. This was the Passover. There was meat on the table too. There was the lamb's meat. And there were all kinds of other things. But Jesus particularly took bread. He took the bread. Because the New Testament sacrament was being instituted. And this was new. In the future, there was going to be no involvement of blood in the ceremony of the New Testament. Because the bloodshed will have been done. Why? Because Jesus' blood was shed once and for all. He will have said, It is finished. So he's preparing for that New Testament time. No blood. He takes bread. And in that taking of bread, he presents also to us what will happen as far as his body is concerned, what his body will become to our souls. Not only a basis for the remission of sins, but also a source of feeding unto eternal life. In fact, he did at one time say, My Father gives you the true bread. In John 6, in what we call the bread of life sermon, where Jesus saw that they were just following him for the material bread, he switched his method at that time, and, and he stopped handing out material bread and started preaching about the spiritual bread. He said, I am the bread of life. And so, because of his death, the breaking of his body, and his resurrection He will become bread of life for the souls of sinners. He gave thanks, we read, and indeed, how appropriate that is. The wording of the the giving thanks has something of a connotation of blessing. Uh, Sometimes we have this expression that you say grace. Well, the word grace is in there. It it is... uh, a word that implies that, that the Lord not only gave thanks for, for the food, for the means, but that he also set it apart. He blessed it for a special purpose. There is going to be a New Testament purpose for this breaking of bread. And he broke it, we read. He broke it because he's showing something. He's showing what is going to happen to his body when he suffers. His body is going to be broken. And it was broken when, when they beat him with whips. His skin was broken open. When they wounded his head with the sharp thorns, Then then his brow was broken open. When they nailed his hands and his feet to the cross, then his hands and his feet were were broken when they pierced his side with a spear, his, his side was broken open, his body was really broken, and we could say even in those hours of, of darkness his very heart was broken as he cried out, My God, why hast thou forsaken me? He was broken like the bread is broken before our eyes, and he wants the historic facts of his suffering to be indelibly written on our mind so that we would never forget these facts, that we would believe these facts. These are historical facts that he would have us repeat symbolically in this ceremony over and over so that we never doubt that Jesus Christ was truly crucified on the cross, that he was sacrificed as the Lamb of God to take away sin. This is the history of the gospel. These are facts. We need to keep them in our mind and in our heart and cherish them and believe them. We hear so much news today. And uh, it's serious news indeed. But don't we have to admit that sometimes we spend too much time listening to the news of the world because we get overwhelmed with the bad news that we hear every day. The world seems to be able to pump out only bad news And it isn't surprising that it makes many people overwhelmed and sad. Especially because we're tempted to forget the good news. The good news that we hear on Sunday in church. The good news that we could be reading instead from the Bible. That we could be meditating on. The good news is forgotten too easily by us. And so the Lord went out of the way, in a sense, to institute this ceremony and says, writing it over the whole ceremony, do this in remembrance of me. We have so much information available but let's never forget the events, the facts of the gospel of Jesus Christ, his suffering, his death, his atonement, and all it means. He is saying, don't forget me. It's a terrible thing when we have to admit as husbands that we forgot our anniversary or wife's birthday or something like that. But would it not be a terrible thing if as believers we would live days on end forgetting Jesus? Likewise also the cup. I'll spend a little more time in connection with the cup later, but in a similar way the cup is... An illustration, a showing of the event of the shedding of his blood. His blood came out of every wound that was made. And and blood and water poured out of his side. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that is portrayed before us. Because without the shedding of blood, the Bible says there is no remission of sin. There is no payment for sin without the shedding of blood. The whole Old Testament spoke of that. And now once and for all, the real blood that takes away sin is going to be shed. And that is the blood of Jesus. Because the blood of bulls and goats really does not effectually take away sin. It points ahead to the blood of the Lamb of God, which takes away sin. And every Sunday... We, in a sense, are reminded of that. Maybe we don't think about that. It is helpful that the Lord allows us to celebrate the Lord's Supper a few times a year. It is helpful that we do that. But actually, the whole ceremony of his death the whole history, rather, of the events of his his suffering, his death and resurrection can come to mind every time we say it is the Lord's Day. Every Sunday, the Lord's Day reminds us of these historical facts as well. Well, may we never forget... The body and blood of the Lord Jesus. May we say with the Apostle Paul throughout our life, "I will glory in nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified." That's really the basis for our salvation. Nothing in my hands I could bring. A jump simply to the cross to cling. Uh, remembering Jesus in the events of the gospel. So that's why the Lord has instituted this, so that he could help us remember and believe the events of the gospel. Secondly, the supper seals the promises of the gospel. Together with the events, the historic events of the gospel, comes this promise of the gospel. The promise of the covenant in its essence is that the Lord gives himself to his people and calls them to be his. I will be your God. Be my people. He gives himself very particularly and especially in Jesus Christ he is the one and only and all sufficient savior and sacrifice for sin jesus christ pledges himself to us and he pledges as as the the belgic confession said he pledges his goodwill toward us he offers himself not only for us on behalf of us in his crucifixion, but through the gospel and its proclamation sealed by this sacrament, he seals his sincere offer of himself to us in the gospel. So his body was given as a sacrifice for sin, and and if the sacrifice on the cross of the Son of God is printed upon our mind, we realize that no higher price could ever be paid for sin than the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And no more perfect atonement could ever be made for sin. No more sacrifices will ever need to be made for sin forever. This is the perfect sacrifice, the blood of God's own Son. You couldn't imagine a price that would be higher than this. And you couldn't imagine that anything else really needed to be done. He paid it all. He assures us of that by this ceremony. Not only does he show forth to us and seal to us the sufficiency of his atonement, but he seals to us also his well-meant giving of these things to us. We read in Lord's Day 7 that not only to others, but also to me, remission of sins ever... Jesus broke the bread. And then we read, He gave it to them. And this is a symbol of the giving of the benefits of His suffering. He gives these things. Jesus Christ is the supreme gift, isn't He? The living... A living love is a giving love. You can can take that home as a motto. A living love is a giving love. And the living God showed forth his great love by giving his son. It was a marvelous thing to read that Abraham was willing to walk up that mountain with Isaac, his son, and was willing to give his son. But God stopped him. Because the perfect giving love would be the love of God the Father who did not stop short of giving his own Son to the death. He gave his only begotten Son. Not only speaking of his incarnation of coming into this world and into his humiliation but giving his Son to to the death of the cross. And Jesus, the Son, this is a Trinitarian giving, isn't it, that is displayed. The Father gave his Son, but the Son gave his own body. This is my body which is given, he says. What a precious word. He gives in marriage, we are called as husbands to give ourselves to our wives, even as Christ loved and gave himself to his bride, the church. True love is giving love. He gave his body to the death of the cross. No man takes it from me, he said in John 10. It's not that, that I was a victim Jesus was not a victim. That's not what the the crucifixion was about. Jesus says, No man taketh it from me. I lay it down of myself. This was a wholehearted, willing giving of himself to the death of the cross. For you, he says. But for whom? For whom? Well, for undeserving sinners. Sin is the reason that it was necessary. And it was certainly not for his own sin, but for the sins of others. All we like sheep have gone astray, but the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Great sinners, yes. Think of Matthew. He was a publican one of those dishonest tax collectors of the time. Think of James and John. Very soon, uh, quite recently, before the institution of the supper, they they were arguing on the way who would be the greatest. Think of all the disciples. They all fled. Think of Peter, who denied him later. Think of the murderous thief on the cross, living a life full of sin until he was Crucified with Jesus. Think of Saul of Tarsus who persecuted the church. Saul, why persecutest thou me? Jesus said, what a heinous sin. And yet for him who called himself the chief of sinners, Christ died and gave himself for him. and would that not be for the greatest sinner here also for you he says well yes in matthew and mark and we read something uh, slightly different but but then someone might say well surely then it's only for a few people a few elect select people well in fact Those Gospels say that Jesus told us it is for many for the remission of sins. And we do know that it is a sacrifice sufficient to take away the sins of the whole world. And Jesus seals that. He seals and guarantees and he assures, this is my body broken for you. It's a Gospel promise. It's a well-meant offer. It's objectively sealed. But there's also a subjective element. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit that enables us to have hearts that are broken and open to that which he offers so that we receive that which he gives. Not of ourselves, no. It is His work, working in us to will and do of His pleasure. And the gracious work of the Holy Spirit so applies these things to our heart that the promise that is extended to us as signified, shown, and sealed is applied to our heart. And we're drawn through the kindling of faith into union with Jesus Christ to embrace what he offers to us. And that is the subjective side, the personal side of the sealing work. It is objectively sealed by the sign and seal, subjectively sealed by the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And so... In this way, the Lord by his word and by his sacrament seals to his people his gracious promise of the gospel in order to kindle a personal assurance. And the Lord strengthens our faith in the gospel. This is a communion. This is a participation. Yes, a participation in the physical elements of the bread and wine. But as we do so, and the Spirit is working faith in us and, and refreshing the exercise of faith in us as we, we look and we hear and we believe anew, newly convicted in this past week that we are sinners, that we have failed and that we come to seek our righteousness outside of ourselves in Christ Jesus. We are newly led by the Spirit to flee to him for refuge, for forgiveness, for new applications of his atoning body and blood to us. And so we eat and drink in remembrance of him by faith. And he strengthens us. In that mysterious working of the Holy Spirit through the word and sacrament, he kindles a new love. Even as he has convicted us anew, he kindles in us a new sense of our need of Jesus. What would we do without him? We long to be strengthened. We long to be nearer to him, to walk closer to him, to do this in remembrance of him and to live out our gratitude to him. And so in this way, he invites us as he shows it, as he seals it, and as he extends it to us through the invitation, he calls us, do this again, you, in remembrance of me. We'll have some more reflections at the table. But at this time, as we prepare to approach the table, let us read the form that is for that purpose.